Hey folks, it's Andy, the analytical preacher here. Had someone say to me recently that they were surprised and they said maybe even bordering on being disappointed that the Bible didn't say anything about racism. They said with racism being such a major problem today and really down through the ages, it's amazing that scripture wouldn't have addressed the point more explicitly. I asked the person, had they heard of the story of the Good Samaritan in the Gospel of Luke? Indeed, they had. They said, read it many times. And I said, what do you think that story is about? And they said, well, as I recall, it's about Jesus teaching that we need to do nice things for other people, especially doing nice things for people who are sort of in radically bad predicaments. So they're, they're in a really bad pinch. Uh, they're not able to help themselves. And it's kind of a catastrophic issue that they're facing. And I said, actually, the Good Samaritan is about racial issues. The Good Samaritan is actually a parable that Jesus told to directly and explicitly counter racism. It uses an example of someone of one race doing something nice for someone of a different race after individuals of that person's own race had ignored them. It uses an example of someone of one race doing something nice for someone of a different race as an example to show us that racist attitudes are bad. It's not actually an example about the need to do good said they didn't understand that and would be interested in other... Um, I, I told them that Scripture had other things that it said, and they said they would be interested in understanding that better. So I thought perhaps others out in the pod world would be interested in that as well. So this podcast is really just to lay a foundation to say the Bible does speak explicitly about and explicitly against bigotry, racism, discrimination, etc. There are a number of verses that we can look at, including the Good Samaritan, verses in both the Old Testament and in the New Testament. I'm going to just pick two or three sample verses to go through to give us a flavor so that we all do understand how aggressively Scripture pushes against these notions. First thing I want to do is kind of give us a biblical definition. The Bible would speak about bigotry, racism and discrimination sort of separately. So let me kind of give really quick a biblical definition of the three, and then we'll launch into the verses that speak about them. Bigotry is kind of, it's the high level. It's the overarching attitude or characteristic. Bigotry includes racism. Bigotry is just this intolerance towards a prejudice against, or unfortunately often a hatred of another person, usually though, of another group of people, a subgroup or subpopulation of people. And the, usually the prejudice and the hatred is based on some difference between you and that group. So bigotry might counter a number of different things. Racism is specifically that subset of bigotry where that prejudice, where that dislike or that hatred even is based primarily or exclusively on the other person's race or ethnicity or ethnic background. Discrimination, in one ways, I heard one preacher say once that discrimination was, in some sense, bigotry in action. Discrimination is really showing that disfavor, acting on that disfavor in a prejudicial way. When you have, when you're coming from a position 
of power or authority. So if I do not have any authority over someone, I'm not uh, the hiring manager for the job they seek, I'm not the loan officer for the mortgage that they seek, I'm not the uh, president of the homeowners association of the neighborhood they live in, I may dislike someone, but I may not be able to take any action on that. Discrimination is when I use a position that I have of decision-making power authority to actively discriminate, to actively show my bigotry against another person. So we are all capable of bigotry or racism. Not everyone will necessarily be capable of discrimination uh, because, again, that's sort of reserved for those that hold a certain uh, level of economic or political power or authority. Let me jump into what probably is, in my opinion, my favorite catch-all verse about bigotry because it covers a number of different issues, and I'll break them down one by one. The Apostle Paul wrote to a church, and we call it uh, the letter, we call it the book of Colossians in the New Testament. He wrote a letter to a church, and in the letter he speaks about how as we become Christians and we are now in this church of Christ, we're in God's earthly kingdom as Christians, that we are to heal all of the divisions in a different place. Paul talks about the divisions that need to be healed, the wall of separation, he says, that was brought down by Jesus Christ across the Jews and the non-Jews, across the Jews and the Gentiles of the world. Here, Paul takes it and broadens it even more. Let me just read the 11th verse of the third chapter. Colossians 3.11 says this, here in God's kingdom, here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but Christ is all and in all. Paul is literally saying every possible division, every possible area of bigotry, or discrimination, or racism that I can think of, I'm going to try to put down in this one verse to tell all of you people who are in the church of Jesus Christ, who are in the kingdom of God, none of these things that humans have historically and normally used to separate themselves with are acceptable anymore. Let me just run down really quickly. I see five different divisions here. And Paul starts with race. He starts with racism. Here there is not Greek and Jew. So the Jews would say there's the Jews and then there's everybody else, the Gentiles. Everybody that's a non-Jew is a Gentile. In the Roman Empire, they tended to speak about there are the Greeks, the Romans, and then there's everybody else. Paul's like, however you break race down in this complicated world that we live in, here's what I'm saying. Here there is not Greek and Jew. You're not the Latino and you're not the European and you're not the African and you're not the, we, here there is not Greek and Jew and you cannot divide yourself. You cannot show bigotry by race. Circumcised and uncircumcised simply means this, people from all different religious backgrounds. And so perhaps you were raised in a non-religious household. You were raised in a Jewish household. You were raised in a Catholic household. You were raised, we're not to discriminate against one another on that basis, your religious background. Barbarian kind of sounds, has one meaning to us today in English, in Paul's time and in, in the people he was writing to. A barbarian was simply someone who lived in the Roman Empire, but who didn't speak and write in Greek. So the Greek Empire, which the Roman Empire overtook, the Greek Empire had a heavy, heavy influence on the Roman Empire and the Roman people. 
And the sophisticated people, the people of class and stature in the Roman Empire, they would speak and they would write in Greek. And a barbarian was not an ethnic description. Oh, all those people from Georgia, they're barbarian. No, it was a description to say, you don't speak the common language of the sophisticated people. And so Paul's going, look, you can't divide along race. There's no Jew, Gentile. You can't divide among religious background. I don't want you dividing among the language that people speak either, because that's an obvious one where we would say we can identify the quote unquote foreigners by the fact that they speak a different language. Paul says, nope, I'm taking that off the table. Scythian is today Paul would have meant by Scythian what we might mean today by more the the term barbarian. Scythians were an ethnic people, but that's not what Paul meant here. Um, The Jewish historian, Josephus, actually wrote of the Scythians. He said that the Scythians are little better than wild animals. I think his direct quote might have been little better than wild beasts. The Scythians were little better than wild animals. In other words, these were the uncultured people. And Paul is going, I understand when you come together in a big city, when you come together in a metropolitan area, and when you join into a big church, there will be people that speak a different language. They came from a different religious background. They're a different race. And there will be people who just seem to the cultured folks, they just seem so uncultured. And the Scythians were living little better than wild animals. And Paul says, but it's unacceptable for you to show prejudice against them because of their culture. Right after Scythian, he puts in slave and free He doesn't mean, again, when we hear slave and free, we immediately think race in America because of our type of brutal slavery that we had in this country. But here Paul doesn't mean that. He's talking about an indentured servant. So I owe someone money. I'm unable to pay them that money. And so I have to be their indentured servant until I can literally work off my debt to them. And Paul is saying the wealthier individuals tend to be free. And the poor individuals who are getting themselves into debt and then having to work themselves out tend to be of a much lower socioeconomic status. And so, Paul, if we rewrote this today, the Andy translation would be here. As we live with the knowledge of Jesus Christ, as we live as Christians, members of the the church of Jesus Christ, members of the earthly kingdom of God, there cannot be racial prejudice. There cannot be prejudice against people from different religious backgrounds. We have to consider as our brothers and sisters, those who speak different languages, those who come from different cultures and and have different cultural practices, food preferences, whatever, and we do not need to separate ourselves and discriminate based on our socioeconomic status or political beliefs. As I had said, Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan to explicitly say racism is wrong. I'm actually not going to dig into that story in this podcast. I'm going to save that for a follow-up podcast, uh, which will be coming very shortly. Uh, But just suffice it to say that Jesus himself told a story to explicitly push back against what was uh, essentially a racist concept that was being pushed towards him. And Jesus told a story to push back and eliminate that racist concept. Uh, And again, just for this podcast, just understand the characters in that story were of different ethnicities. They were of different races and two ethnicities and races that though they were different, they knew each other well and they were quite hostile to one another. 
And Jesus uses that story as a way to show that that racial hostility was unacceptable to God. And again, I'll dig into that a little deeper. Let me give you um, one verse that speaks kind of explicitly against the discrimination. Now, again, I think that verse in Colossians 3, it really sort of covers the race and the religious background and, and the culture and everything else. It may not have hit explicitly on discrimination. Uh, I'm going to go to the Old Testament. There was a great prophet named Isaiah. God called Isaiah. And Isaiah is a very lengthy book. God called Isaiah. And he told Isaiah, I need you to prophesy for me. I need you to write down some things that I'm going to tell the people of Israel. This was before Jesus was on earth. This was before the New Testament church was started. And this is what I need you to tell Israel because God was saying, I am really frustrated with my people. I, I pulled you out of Egypt. I saved you from bondage in Egypt. I established you as your own country in these miraculous ways to prove to you who I was and that you should believe in me and follow me. And yet you continue to fall away. So Isaiah, I'm calling you and I need you to kind of be my spokesperson as I chastise people and call them back to repent. And then he lists early on in the books, I'm going to be looking at Isaiah chapter one. He has Isaiah list early on in the book. Here are some of the things that are really, really annoying me about my people. I'm just going to read two verses, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16 and verse 17. God tells them, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, Bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. This is not the only verse in the Bible that speaks about those things, but to me, this is a very concise and powerful verse in the sense that God is telling Isaiah, here's what bothers me. It's not that you're not building a temple big enough. It's not that you're not sacrificing regularly enough. It's not that you're not praying long enough. It's that you're mistreating people when you have something over them. In other words, it's because I see so much discrimination in your society. We have to remember in Isaiah's day, most folks could not read and they could not write. And so those who had any political power, those who had any economic power could discriminate fairly easily against even their own countrymen, even their own Israelite. They could discriminate pretty easily. Other verses in the Old Testament, it speaks about you have to have equal weights. You have to have fair weights. And so what would happen is a merchant may go in. If I'm dealing with another educated merchant, and I put something on the scale, that merchant may go, wait a minute, I don't think you're weighing that properly. I just happen to have a one pound weight here with me. Let me put it on the scale. Oh, see? So then I'm forcing you to put your real one pound weight on the scale to measure out before you sell me a pound of flour or something. When the uneducated person comes in and they say, oh, I need a pound of flour, I put my fake weight back on the scale that really only weighs about two-thirds of a pound. And when I get two-thirds of a pound of flour, then it balances the scale. I tell you it's a pound and I sell it to you at the market price when in reality, I've just ripped you off. I've used my status to discriminate against you, in this case, economically. But it would be done in a number of ways. And so God says, here's what I'm looking for. Seek justice. What is justice? Justice is literally treating 
everyone the same way. Justice isn't saying that you don't punish wrongdoers. No, it's saying that if the law says this is what is against the law and this is the punishment, then everyone who breaks that law gets that punishment. That's justice according to God, according to the Bible. Correct oppression. What is oppression? It's literally discrimination. God is saying, seek justice. If someone has power or authority, you don't hold them to account when they break the law or you give them a lesser sentence or you let them buy their way or bribe their way out. You discriminate, correct discrimination. And especially, it says, bring these things to the fatherless and the widow, those who are the most vulnerable in society. He's telling Isaiah, I'm angry because my people are actually picking on those who are the ones who have the most power and already have the most money are actually the ones picking on the ones who have the least power and the least money. So there are plenty of verses in the Bible that speak against bigotry, that speak explicitly against racism, and that speak even against the discrimination of the powerful versus the unpowerful. So I'm going to leave that podcast here. What I'll do in the second part, I'm going to look at kind of three main biblical points that I think every Christian needs to understand now that we know the verses, we know the Bible speaks to it, and we understand the definitions. Let's look for kind of three points, three life applications that we can take from this. That'll be part two of the podcast. And then in part three, I actually will dive into the story of the Good Samaritan and we'll draw another lesson or two uh, from ourselves out of that lesson for uh, us as Christians today as well. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Until part two of racial uh, racism and discrimination, this is Andy.